honey bees flying around, little green peas from the ground, buttermilk biscuits nice and brown. Bring it to Tennessee farm table, butter beans, peas, beets and chard, chickens running in the yard, catfish frying in that lard. Bring it to Tennessee farm table, cast on skillets, good and hot, watch it steam and crack and pop, cornbread bacon in that stove. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Pick them maters, good and ripe. Dropping black gang candy stripes. Look at them loading down those vines. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Welcome to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast, a show that is dedicated to the people of the state of Tennessee who produce, prepare, and preserve food and agriculture, often with that Mountain South Appalachian flair. And on occasion, I just might have a guest from our neighbors from surrounding states here in the Southeast. This is your hostess and producer, Amy Campbell. The theme song that you just heard was sung and produced by East Tennessee's own Emmy Sunshine. She's from Madisonville, Tennessee. Today, we are setting the table with green beans and canning of green beans. Our guest is Mary Alice Phillips of Friendsville, Tennessee. Mary is a descendant of the Walker Sisters. If you might be familiar with the Walker Sister cabin in the Little Greenbrier area of the Great Smoky Mountains National Park, Mary will share wisdom on home canning of green beans, the types of beans that she prefers to use, white half runners and peanut beans, and some invaluable experience on the differences between water bath canning and tips on how to handle a pressure cooker, dried apples, canning by the signs, canning blackberries, and what blackberries to use, and Mary also shares a little wisdom on marriage. Also in the program, Fred Sausman's audio essay features Bill Best, seed saver and founder of the Sustainable Mountain Agriculture Center. And Bill has saved over 300 varieties of heirloom green bean seed. Thank you so much for your good company here today. I really appreciate you tuning in by podcast or radio. Thank you so much. Let's first visit with Mary Alice Phillips. And in the first part of this interview... We'll hear about her Walker relatives, drying apples, canning by the signs, canning blackberries, and the best blackberries to use. When I arrived, she had the screen door open and welcoming into her home. Lassie was on the television, and when I walked in, she went to the back bedroom to dig out a picture of her grandmother. Walker sisters. 
right here's my grandma. Oh, mercy. And and that's my Aunt Hetty. Hmm. That's uh, that's her sister's uh, girl. Oh, how neat. And that's the Walker sister, and that's one, and that, and, and that, and them over here. And this little boy was one of the, I, I don't know who he was. Hmm. I don't remember him. But he was some of the kin folks that was there. Well, and that this was a, a, their old chimney. This is their, their house, and that was the old chimney. See, that's right. Were they yeah. living there at that time? Yeah, they was living there at that time. Mm-hmm. Well, that's where we was at eating, <laughs> and then they took pictures of Edwards. What kind of food did they cook? Just like we eat now, potatoes and greens and mm-hmm. beans and stuff like that. Mm, I bet it's good. Yeah, it was. Did they kill their own hogs and all that too? Yeah, they done everything. Mm-hmm. They, I bet. You know, Mm-hmm. Well, um, I love that picture. Yeah, it's an old picture. You can tell that. My my mama's mama. That's my grandma. Okay. On mama's side, she, her sister, they was, they was Walkers. Okay. Her mama and uh, John Walker, that's their daddy, was brother and sister. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, that's what helped us. Isn't that a a, a route to be proud of? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're all buried up there. Maddox grave up with mom and daddy and mom's all buried. Okay. Yeah, they're all buried up there. Well, now, in uh, you moved here to Blount County what year again? Lord, I don't know what year it was. It was I was about seven years old. Mm-mm. I don't remember what year that was. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that was not your, at that time, you didn't really think that was all you wanted to do, was it? Uh-uh. No, I, I didn't want to move here. I didn't want to leave Blount County. I didn't want to leave up there, Rosa Valley. Because that's kind of like heaven on earth. Well, it wasn't know? back then. It was just country. It don't even look like it used to. Now, it's all them cabins are sitting everywhere. Now, it used to be big farms. Mm. Now, there are all them cabinets everywhere, you know. We didn't work. You didn't? <laughs> oh, what'd you do all day? We played. <laughs> and and uh, just played around. Just uh, played. Like kids. <laughs> We're just kids. Yeah. Like it should be, right? Yeah, yeah we just had normal childhood. That sounds yeah. nice. That's the only home we know. I mean, you know, yeah. we didn't think nothing about it. Yeah. You know. So you'd go up to the Walker sisters because um, everybody, you know, yeah. now they like, oh boy, that's the yeah. one of the major things. You know, they lived there in a little green bar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we'd go there and uh, uh, they'd beg us to come over, you know. And we'd just go, I'd go over and take food. Everybody, everybody come and bring food, you know. Mm-hmm. They used to make them, my grandma used to make them big old high stack fruitcakes, you know. Oh, but you know no. you could put them in a cupboard and save them all week long, and they didn't. They was just as good as you when you put. But you know now you can't do that. They mold. See, I wonder what the difference is. Well, I, I don't know. Yeah, those are. Would she um, make her own apple butter and all yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, dried apples. Oh. She dried apples. Do you do that too? Do you well, do I, apples? I have dried apples, but I ain't a long time because I've got ulcers. Mm-hmm. I, I had a got an ulcer and. That dried food hurts my stomach, so mm-hmm. I can't eat it, so I don't dry my apples no more. I used to dry apples, though. Mm-mm-mm. My sister, see, my friend still dries apples. Betty, Betty go for it. She lives up at Rocky Branch. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't know how to do it. Um, well, you just wash your apples, and you, you cut them, and you peel them, and quarter them, and thin slices, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, you lay them out on a cloth or you know and you put them in the sun but see daddy would put a screen over ours mm-hmm. you know a screen wire where the flies couldn't get to it mm-hmm. and when they dried just in no time or you could mm-hmm. put them in the back of an old car you know 
yeah. in the in the rent up there because it's hot. See, that's a good idea. And they they dry and see. You think a handful would make nothing, but it doubles when they swell up. You know. Didn't you really think about that? Well, how do you store them after they're dry? Well, uh, mom, that daddy. I mean, back in the valley, they just put them in, in a a container mm -hmm. and uh, made when they wanted to because mm -hmm. it didn't it didn't go bad. But now you can, people when they dry them they put them in a the freezer. Oh, gotcha. Now I've got a friend up there. She she when she dries her she puts hers in the freezer. At Betty go for it. Betty go for it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um. So how about uh, the signs? Do you ever? Yeah, you plant? go to the signs. Is there a better time to do the apples than others according to the signs or dry? You don't do nothing much in the bales when the signs is in the bales because mm -hmm. it'll rot. I didn't know that. And if you make kraut in the uh, in the bales, it will rot. Mm -hmm. And if you, if uh, I know it, when we was back home, if one of us kids uh, was administrating had her period, mm -hmm. Mama wouldn't let us around nothing because if you did it with anything with acid in it, it would run it. It would rot it. My goodness. So we, we, I learned that from my mom. I learned to camp from my mom. I'm watching her, you know. Did you? Yeah. Lord, honey, she used to camp. See, like I told you, we was a big family. She can seven. Let's see. She can, we, she would go get seven bushel of peaches at the market and can them. And she'd have over a hundred cans of peaches. And she made, they made uh, peach cobblers and we eat peaches, you know, canned peaches and uh, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And she'd put up blackberries. Mm -hmm. Oh, she put up a lot of blackberries. I bet she did. Yeah, she did. Uh, hey, canned blackberries, you, you don't, can't, uh, you don't sweeten them. You just put them in a kettle. I mean, uh, and she used to do it in a big old dish pan. Well, I have to, but you put it on the uh, in a dish pan and and uh, put some water in it mm -hmm. and just cook them berries. And then when they get real boiling hot, you just put them put them in your jar and seal them, and they seal. And they say they can't. And then you sugar them when you go to make something. Yeah, boy, and wasn't this year good for blackberries? Yeah, I got a preacher for <laughs> 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 Mary picked them <laughs> over yonder. They're tame blackberries, though. They don't make good pies yeah. because they got the big old seed in them. Yeah. The little berry is the best. The yeah. wild berry, yeah. I didn't yeah, know see, that. Yeah. Well, see, them, you've seen them big old blackberries. Mm -hmm. That's a big old seed in them. Mm -mm. And uh, the wild blackberries, they've got a seed in them, but they're little bitty things, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. You put up a bunch of beans, didn't you? Yes, 55. <laughs> 55, I can, 55 jars this year. Yes. With a rope pole. <laughs> but my sister come and help me. Did she really? If she hadn't helped me, I don't know whether I'd ever made it or not. <laughs> well, now, um, so so did you put them in jars or freeze yeah. them? Okay. No, we, you put them in the jars and stack them in the box and stack them on top of them. Did you use a pressure cooker? How yeah, you, a pressure canner. Oh, mercy. But see, used to, they didn't have no pressure canners. Yeah. And you had to use an old canner. Big thing. Yeah, it's blue and speckly black. Yes. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, an old-timey canner. Mm -hmm. You still buy mm -hmm. And But you'd have to cook them four hours in that canner. You put your jars in the canner, mm -hmm. okay? And you fill them, and then you put water and salt in them. And then you put them in, and seal them up. And then you put them down in this canner mm -hmm. and, and put the water up to here and boil them four hours. And and that was the old tiny way. But now they've got uh, uh, pressure pressure canners. Mm -hmm. And it takes uh, 
25 minutes. When, it, when that pressure gets up to 15 pounds, you hold it on 15 pound pressure, 25 minutes, and they're done. But it takes a, it takes a long time for that pressure to get up there. It don't take as long as it does to come down. But you can't just you just got to turn your eye off when it when it, the 25 minutes is up. You turn your eye off and just let it go out of itself. Because okay. if you used to take the lid off or remove that thing, it would suck all the water out of your jars. Ooh! And then you wouldn't have no water in your jars. But it will, it would. So you did yours with uh, the pressure cooker yeah. this time? And so... It'll hold seven jars at a time. Seven. Mm. And, yeah. And you have, you put up 55 jars. I put up 55 jars. So yeah. that's quite a My sister bit. come and help me, though. She helped me break them. Okay. Yeah, she mm -hmm. helped me break them. And ain't no trouble just and she had me put them in the stack them in the jar you know put okay. the water and ice water salt in and put them up well do you she do can that? Hurt, she can't hurt too does she really yeah we all can <laughs> <laughs> it's a, i like canning i told her they're 55 cents at food city i don't know why she cans them because i don't like i do not like a canned green bean you i don't care what you put in it it don't take that can taste away it's it true. just ain't no account it's, it's true. Mm. They don't taste no. good. No, they don't. And, they don't. And you lock them up every which way, you you know, and they, they just don't taste like a home canned green bean. They don't. No. I'm with you. They I used don't. to think, why in the world do people want green beans? Well. When, when that's all you know? But boy, yeah. when you taste a home canned good green bean. Yeah, you just. It's worth eating. It sure is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hope you're doing real well today. And today we've set the table with green beans. Our guest is Mary Alice Phillips of Friendsville, Tennessee, a lady who knows a lot about canning and life. She's a descendant of the Walker Sisters, and you might be familiar with the Walker Sister Cabin in the Little Greenbrier area of the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. At the time of this recording, Mary had 58 years of marriage under her belt and years of sweat equity and canning in that kitchen. In the next part of this interview, she'll explain to us the differences between white half runners and peanut beans. When I was sitting there, Mary went to the pantry and pulled out two big mason jars of green beans. She put them down on the table and one of them had white half runners and the other peanut beans. In the next segment of the interview, she will explain the types of beans they are, differences between these two beans, and what she calls shelly, which is the bean inside the pod. I've placed a picture of these two jars of beans on my website, TennesseeFarmTable.com, if you might want to take a look. You know, my favorite uh, can of green beans is... Uh peanut beans. Is it? Yeah. What's you, different about peanut beans? These high white runners and then others are peanut beans. Have you ever eaten peanut beans? I haven't, but I know people love them. I don't really know why. Do you like them? I, I do. I do. I like them. Yeah. But I didn't know what I was eating. Yeah. What's the difference between white? Well, that's just kind of, that's just kind of bean. They are, they're a peanut bean. Mm -hmm. They don't grow about that long. But what you just have to break it, strike it and break it once. <laughs> that's why people like them better. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Do let, me, let me show you the Yeah. Beans. Is the taste different? Yeah. Yeah, the difference right here. And there's more bean to it. It mm -hmm. seems like that had more protein. More shelly. Yeah, more shelly. It's harder to find peanut beans that people grow, isn't it? 
There's the hard there's the hard to fool with, is the reason. Uh, yeah, they're tissues to pick. Oh, it's a job of picking. Mm, picking them things. Mm, mm, mm. And they're called peanut beans. And well, they ain't many people and when you can find them they sell for eighty five dollars a bushel. Last year and they was in the paper for eighty five dollars a bushel. My sister said she's seen them in the paper that says eighty five dollars a bushel. But I ain't never seen a peanut bean I'd give eighty five dollars a bushel for. So, it, did you say picking them is harder? Yeah, picking them is harder. Mm. Yeah, they're, they're, they look harder. good though. Oh, I they mean, are good. And so there's that type white runners. See, mm. see the colors. Mm. That's a white white runner, and they strings. They're stringy. These are a stringy kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You string them, and you still got strings when you cook them. No, I can't do that. You take them and eat them. Uh, what, let me tell you what to do, though. I'm going to take. Uh -huh. You take when you, when you get ready to eat them. Mm -hmm. You take the lid off and you hold your hand over the thing and drain that all that water off. Or you can put it in a cauldron. I mean, a mm -hmm. you know, scotch mm -hmm. and pull that water off and then rinse them. Mm -hmm. put, if you hold your hand on it, you can get it all off. And then just put tap water, run it over it two times, and mm -hmm. and and that washes. And then when you put them on, put. You you got fresh water to cook them in, see? Okay. So this is cannon water. I don't never eat that. Yes. But uh, you take that water up and then you wash them twice and fill the jar back up. Okay. And then put you some salt and uh, uh, bacon grease in mm. them. And because okay. mm. you like to put a little more salt because see you're washing all you, the you, all yeah the in that mm -hmm. water, see. Mm -hmm. But I don't. They don't taste good with this water. You know? mm -mm -mm. My mama, I, I learned that from my mama too. There's a lot of Shelly's in that. Boy, I'm proud of that. I really appreciate yeah. that so You're much. Welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. That's so nice. And that's the peanut bean. <laughs> they don't taste like this. See, these are just half white runners. Mm. And, and they're stringy. They're, 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 they're a stringy bean. I mean, we got all the strings off them. But when you cook them, you'll still see a string or two. Because mm -mm -mm. they're stringy. I, I broke my foot and I got out of picking them. I got out of hip picking them. <laughs> Broke my toes and I got out of here. I didn't have to pick them. And that, that's hard work, but I love to do. I love to can. I, 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 that's a. It ain't a. It to me that's not work. It's a. Well, it's something I enjoy doing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I hear you. I like to fill them jars up. Yes. And doesn't it make you feel proud to look at your pantry? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to see it full, and you know yeah. that you've got that food. Yeah. Yes. It does. It's, yeah. It's a, and like I say, you know, you watch what you're eating. You know, it's clean. Yes. You're not eating dirt, or you're not eating something that you ain't supposed to be eating. That's right. I just enjoy it. I don't count that as work. I enjoy doing it. That's something I enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And here's Mary on the topic of marriage. And we was married the 25th of September in 1957. And this this September we've been married 60, 58 years. 58, 58 years. years. That's yeah. wonderful. Young people don't stay together no more. I know. They just, this is the poem. Uh, this is no sin. It ain't no poem, it's no sin. When you're, I said, don't, you don't want to live in a fairy tale world. But, but, but all, married life ain't all romance. You know that. I mean, you know, it's give and take. Sometimes you have to take more than you give to. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I told her, I said, well, when, you, when they're going with you, it's honey and pie and sugar and cake. And I said, then when they get you, it's cornbread or die. <laughs> That's just no sin. <laughs> That's good. 
just as I'm here all my life. <laughs> I like that saying. You are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table, and we've been listening to an interview with Mary Alice Phillips of Friendsville, Tennessee. She and her family are great people, and thanks to her granddaughter, Amy Sawyer, that you may have heard in this interview, I feel honored to have been able to interview her back in 2016. So I hope you enjoyed that visit right there. Up next is Fred Sossman with his audio essay featuring green beans and also seed saver Bill Best of Berea, Kentucky. Kentucky Wonders, Half Runners, Turkey Craws, Greasy Cut Shorts. Just the terms themselves conjure summertime memories. Green beans are among the land's most precious gifts this time of year. If you've ever broken a bean, you'll never forget the snap and then the ping that you hear when you toss it into an enamel pan. Green beans snap and ping are two of summer's most unforgettable sounds. I've heard people talk of breaking beans all my life. My parents broke them, they tell me, the day before I was born. The breaking always brought forth speculation on how weather affected the thickness of the bean strings and talk of long-forgotten varieties, like the Myers family bean of Greene County, Tennessee. Never trust a stringless bean, I was always told. There's a rhythm to the breaking of the beans and a ritual of fan-swept front porches, antique pans, scallop-shaped metal chairs, and newspapers in laps. In the 1930s, when my grandmother heard the engine of the produce truck echoing off the pavement of Carson Street in Greenville, Tennessee, She'd grab a pan and head to the house of the buyer to offer her services as volunteer bean breaker. No compensation or trade for labor required. Green beans brought out the best in folks. They still do. My father always said the more green beans you gave away, the better your plants produced. My friend Bill Best, a North Carolinian who now lives in Berea, Kentucky, knows more about green beans than anyone I've ever met. Bill's a seed saver, preserving what we've come to call heirloom varieties. He told me once about a noble bean, probably named for a family, but also, I'd like to think, for its character. This bean once traveled from West Virginia to Oregon, the great-granddaughter of the man who brought the bean to the Northwest sent Bill some seeds that were not germinating. They'd been in a container for about 20 years. Meticulously, Bill Best coaxed six seeds out of 100 to germinate. All of them died but one. From that one plant, he saved 11 seeds. If he's lucky, he says, he's helped bring this bean back from extinction. Green beans are as resilient as the mountain people who cherish them. Archaeologists tell us that green beans have been growing in the Appalachians for at least 1,400 years. These were cut-short varieties, with beans so closely packed that they square off on the ends. 
Cut shorts were highly prized by native peoples because of their high protein content. They're still prized today. So are greasy beans. In fact, Bill Davidson, owner of Davidson's Country Store and Farm near Rogersville, Tennessee, calls them the green bean connoisseur's green bean. And they're named not for taste and texture, but rather for their slick, oily-looking appearance. As green beans go, they're finicky. If the temperature reaches 70 degrees at night and stays there for a while, they can abort their blooms. No matter the variety, in the kitchen, green beans adapt well to the speed of the pressure cooker or the slower pace of the Dutch oven, to the opulence of fat back or the prudence of olive oil. They freeze, they can, they pickle. And for those unbroken, they dry and rattle, threaded onto a piece of string as leather breeches, their richness to be reconstituted in water long after the growing season has ended. Those backyard under the maple trees bean-breaking sessions attracted neighbors, grandparents, and cousins brought together by the immediate promise of green beans and new potatoes right off the stove, as well as the hope of a warm weather meal and memory come winter. For the Tennessee Farm Table, I'm Fred Saussman. This is Jessica Carr, owner of Girls Gotta Eat Good, Knoxville's first Asian bakery, and you are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table. Thank you so much for joining us here today at the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast. It has been an honor to have your good company. We always love to hear from you on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or through the website TennesseeFarmTable.com. I'd sure love to hear from you and swap some recipes and stories. Big thanks to Emmy Sunshine of Madisonville, Tennessee for the musical arrangement and singing and recording of our theme song. For updated appearances, schedule, news, and her new recording, connect with Emmy Sunshine at TheEmmySunshine.com. We hope you have a good week and keep on digging. This has been a Campbell Creative Incorporated production.